there. Welcome to, you know what? Musings with Chanel Arigbeshola, the podcast where we endeavor to know better, be better, and do better by examining our lives and the ways in which we navigate the spaces where we find ourselves. I'm your host, Chanel, and I thank you for being here. Before we go any further, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so that you won't miss any episodes and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Musings with Chanel. Are you about to do that? Good. Hey, 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 welcome to episode number nine. One more to go before we wrap this whole season up. Are you excited? Because I am. Okay, the usual. How are you? Are you okay? And if you're not, do you have somebody to talk to or a journal to write in or a song to sing or a dance to do or some way to process and honor those feelings? Because if you don't, you need to get on that. Don't let the bad vibes and the down feelings persist and fester. You deserve a better quality of life than that. Cool. So how am I doing? Well, I'm glad that you asked. I am feeling good today. I've gotten a little pep in my step and it might just be because I'm making the sacrifice and prioritizing getting these episodes to you before the end of the year. And in case you didn't notice, today's the last day of the year. So this is a very, very hard deadline and it's 5.17 a.m. right now and I'm recording this. Um, But I think I'm just happy with my productivity level and I'm happy about the fact that I chose to take the last few days of the year off from work, my nine to five work that is. So I'll just be able to breathe and relax and be and think about all of the good stuff. Uh, Isn't it weird that sometimes you can feel so tired, but then the promise of rest, not even the rest itself, but the promise of it can make you feel so hopeful and so energized before you even take the first nap. It's like I'm feeling rested already. So anyway... While I woke up today and I was sitting in all of these good feelings uh, that I'm having, I realized that I'm doing this podcast, I've been sharing with you guys, but really and truly, y'all don't know me. (laughs) And not in the don't try me because you don't know me kind of way, but more in the icebreaker questions get to know me kind of way, right? Know me randomly. Um get more context about me. So because my episodes have been really focused so far, I've tried to deliver value, specific messages, hope, motivation, whatever. But in this episode, I'm going to make it lighter, uh, a bit less structured. And hopefully you'll feel like you know me better by the end of the episode, even if some of the stuff I'm about to share is totally random. Okay, good. So the way this is going to go is it's going to be pretty straightforward. I googled a few icebreaker questions and I picked the ones that I care to answer because I have the luxury of choice and this is my podcast. So that's what this episode is going to be about. So let's get into it. First question is, what is the best piece of advice that I've gotten? Um, I'll rephrase that and say, 
that, I don't know if it's the best piece of advice, but a memorable piece of advice or guidance that I've been exposed to is that it's not only about me. And that was a game changer, uh, especially in relation to other people and my interactions with them, whether friends, family, strangers, acquaintances, anyone with a pulse. The more I realize that everyone has their own stuff going on, the more liberated I feel and the more grace I'm able to extend to them and to myself as I go through life. It's not always easy, but realize that nobody is always thinking about you, right? Even you or me, we think of ourselves first. And that is not to say that it's a selfish thing inherently, right? Because sometimes you may think of yourself and make a choice for the greater good of a person or a goal and say, oh, let me sacrifice in this way. But you view life through your own lens, through your own eyes, right? We have our own feelings, experiences, thoughts. And so like when you come face to face with another human being, they are experiencing you. And their response to you, good or bad, is just not all about you because they too are coming full to that interaction, right? They are full of their own feelings as you are, their own experiences, their own backstory, their own bias in some cases. And it's really about them and how they're viewing life and how they perceive you. It may or may not be accurate, but it is what it is. So in your interactions with someone, just realize that, or I have realized that, it's not just about me. It really isn't. And so I think that goes along with the advice to not take things personally. So yeah, um, I would say... Don't take everything personally because it is not only about you. That would be the most memorable piece of advice that I've received or or at least a memorable piece of advice that I've been applying a lot lately. The next question is a light one. It is, what is my most used emoji? So let me check my phone. It's the one where, you know, like the, the face is like laughing so much that it's crying. Um because I'm a happy person most days. And as a bonus, the emoji after that is the one where like the lady has her hands up as if she's saying like, I don't know, it's above me. And I use that a lot because I don't know, a lot of things haven't been making sense to me lately. And I just had to like throw my hands up and give it to Jesus. And I'll leave it in 2020 because today is the last day of the year. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Next up is, how oh, this is an interesting question. If I were on a deserted island with either my worst enemy or no one, no, it's if I had to be on a deserted island and I could choose to either be with my worst enemy or be with no one, be alone, which would I choose and why? Um, hmm. If it's my worst enemy, I don't really think I have one of those. Worst enemy sounds very strong. Um, if I do have a worst enemy or someone who views me that way, they haven't told me yet how they really feel, but I'd rather be alone. 
The stress of having someone around you that you don't trust, that doesn't have your best interest in mind, that hates you and hates is a strong word. I feel like the stress of that um, outweighs the loneliness. So I'll probably be terrified alone. But if I can't trust the person that's there, then I'd rather stick to who I know. And in that case, I know myself. And God, God will be watching. I'd rather be alone. Now, if the question was just a person, just about a person who wasn't fond of me, then yeah, I'd be fine with them on the island. I'll either win them over or they'll become even um, less fond of me by the end, at which point they can go to their side of the island. I can be on my side of the island. We can mind our own business, but I feel like I would have the comfort of being aware that there is someone there somewhere um, in case something were to pop off. Although I'm not sure what could happen on a deserted island really are there going to be animals there i don't know i hope not i've digressed next question coffee or tea tea absolutely tea i don't really drink coffee except for once in a blue moon i get like an iced caramel macchiato craving and i haven't even had one in over a year, even though I have had the craving. So absolutely tea. The next question is, if I had a time machine, would I go back in time or into the future? It depends on what I'm trying to achieve in general. I wouldn't do it either one of those. Um, there's no time like the present. If I think of it from um, an ancestry perspective, I would absolutely want to be able to trace my roots and figure out who my ancestors were and where they came from and learn a little bit about that story. I think I reflect often and I and I feel so lost because it's like slavery just really messed us up and I wish I could know my people. I wish I could know more about who I am and where I'm from. And I don't even know where to, where to start with that, with like actual faces and people and tracing bloodline. That makes me sad to think about. So I would, I wouldn't take myself back into the, back in time or into the future to stay there. But if I could just like have a peek and like follow my people all the way back to the beginning. I would love to be able to do that because I just feel like I'm missing something about who I am and I don't know that part of me. Next question, where am I from and when did I move to the U.S. of A? So I was born and raised in Guyana, the only English-speaking country in South America I moved here in December of 2007, and I later became a U.S. citizen by way of naturalization. Where's my husband from? He's from Nigeria, but we met here, and our first date was at a Thai restaurant in Brooklyn because I love Thai food. What is the last TV show I binged watched? Um, it's been really hard to binge watch the good stuff. Because the kids are both home, so it's either a lot of drama or language or violence. So The Office never fails me. 
And I'm probably watching it for the millionth time now. Uh, that Michael Scott just makes me laugh every single time. Uh, who was the best teacher that I've had so far? I don't know. I've had a lot of good teachers. But I think the teacher that I've had the most meaningful relationship with was a teacher from high school. I guess I could say her name because I'm not saying anything bad. So it was Mesquite. She was my English teacher. I guess it did help that I was a good student, but I don't know. I just loved her. What kind of reality show would I appear in? Well, you see, I like looking at some reality shows. But whenever I look, I joke with my husband and he agrees that I would just be too dry for it. Because it's like, I see drama and my response is, no thanks, I'm not going to engage. So what do you think that would mean for me on reality TV? That would mean that they won't renew my contract or they'll just move me from main cast member to a friend of the show and then eliminate me completely before you even realize what happened. So uh, I will not be um, good for reality TV. Not for me. Um, a talk show, that I can do. And I know that if I did have that platform, I would do a good job. A great job. So no reality TV. Talk show, absolutely. Next question. What were the best books that I read this year? Um, this year, I read less books than I would have liked, but more books than I thought I had the time for. Um, remember... Little kid, new baby, pandemic, work from home, all that good stuff. But I read enough books and I'm happy with the ones that I chose this year. Um, so my favorite one, hands down, is The Girl with the Louding Voice by Abby Dare. Uh, then the next one was a short story that was too short because I loved it so much. And that one was called Zakora by Chimamanda Adichie. Um, she is only my favorite author in the whole wide world. Uh, yesterday, I finished reading The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. And let me tell you, that book was everything. Loved it. Um, so I recommend all of those. The Girl with the Louding Voice, Zakora, and The Vanishing Half. Um, let me know on social media or in the reviews or wherever if you feel like a book club would make sense or if you'd like to hear more about my book reviews or recommendations, I don't know how consistent I would be, but I could definitely share what I'm reading with you guys. Next is for me to name some songs that I recently listened to on Spotify. Okay, my most recent songs, um, Jersey Girl by Kareen Bailey Ray. I don't know if that song is new or old. I stumbled across it a few days ago and I can't stop playing it. It makes me feel all calm inside. And um, my kids fall asleep to it. Nap time is easier when I play that song. It's really mellow. Make Room by Jonathan McReynolds. Love that. It's a gospel song. Splash by Nessa Preppy and Patrice Roberts. That's not exactly gospel, <laughs> but it's good. Um, and I kind of hate that the pandemic happened because that song is a total hit. And I feel like they would have been able to do so much with it this year um, if we weren't in lockdown. Ginger by Tiwa Savage and Tubaba. That is probably one of my favorite songs, has been since it came out. 
uh, Life is Good by Future and Drake. Um, that one makes me feel like I should be out here hustling, doing what I need to do. Um, I'm surprised that there's no whiskey in my recent list, but I listen to him a lot. And um, like everyone else, I listen based on my mood. Fun fact, my seven-month-old daughter always stops crying if we play Beyonce's Black Parade. So that didn't make the list, but I play that a lot as well. Okay, what would I do if I knew I could not fail? Huh, if I knew I couldn't fail, I would transition this type of podcast content, or maybe not transition, probably supplement this kind of content, um, and move it to videos, and really ramp things up with my goal to reach people and inspire and motivate um, people. So I would invest more in the motivational speaking space and show my face more and talk more and interact more. But it's just really scary to put yourself out there. So guaranteed success would definitely make it easier for me to to do that. But there are no guarantees. So I will just have to face the fear and do it anyway and, you know, toughen up. Not worry about what anybody has to say. My thing is like, if people don't like it, it's probably not for them. So I've been getting a lot of comfort um, in that, you know? What did I study in college? Well, I was pre-med. I majored in biology and minored in philosophy. Uh, Then I decided to take a gap year to study for the MCAT. And it was during that gap year that I got my first job at a trading firm, and I've been in the financial services industry ever since. Uh, maybe I'll do an episode one day of what it was like to realize that I absolutely did not want to go to medical school or become a doctor, and how that realization turned my world upside down um, because I had not figured out who or what I wanted to be, but I was just very clear at that point on who I was not. Uh, I think for me... Pre-med was more of me trying to prove to myself that I could get the grades and do the hard sciences, and it became that kind of thing, rather than being about fulfillment. I actually got fulfillment from the philosophy minor and psychology courses, so that's interesting, but um, yeah. When I answer these questions and I like, think about these different stages in my life, uh you think about like the people along the way that have been there through like m- most of your big decisions and they have all the context about like how you got from point A to point B. So shout out to all of those people and um, shout out to my friend Teresa. She knows where all the bodies are buried. And I just remember going through this time in college where I was like preparing for the MCAT and she was, you know, preparing for the LSAT and going through all of the realizations of, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? What am I going to do next? I actually don't want to do biology. I don't like this stuff and all that. So she had a front seat um, to that and she has had a front seat to a lot of things (laughs) in my life since then. So that question just made me think of her and us in New York, um, trying to get our, our lives together. Hey, Teresa, (laughs) hope you're enjoying the episode. Next question. What is something that a lot of people don't know? Um, 
a lot of people don't know that my husband and I got married on a Monday and we didn't really share it with anyone until months later. And then it wasn't until a year and a half after that, that we actually had the larger wedding celebration and did the church and the reception, all that kind of stuff. Uh, So let me know if you want to hear more about that. It was an interesting time. Uh, I would do it all over again, but I would probably also do a better job of sharing with my family and friends why I chose the path that I did. Um, Really, though, it all boiled down to me feeling like I knew what I knew and I was ready to be married. And I just didn't want any well-intentioned person providing opinions um, about what I was already certain about. Next question. What am I working on about myself right now? Uh, I'm working on being slower to speak and quicker to listen and not just listen so that I can respond, but listen to fully understand the other person's perspective um, rather than anticipating what they'll say next, right? Assumptions are too expensive and I feel like we can never be too good at listening to others. You learn more that way. Plus, it's annoying when you keep interrupting people when they're speaking. So, yeah, I'm working on being slower to speak. Even though I have a podcast where talking is what I do. (laughs) Next question. Before I get to the next question, I know I shouted out Teresa earlier. Shout out to all of my friends um, all along the way throughout my life, I feel like. Some friendships are evergreen, some friendships are seasonal, all of them are impactful, all of them serve a purpose, and I just thank God that I have, um, I have had many meaningful relationships and I've been able to maintain my friendships um, from high school and some before that. So, ladies, thank you. Uh, next question, would I rather be slightly late or super early? Well, I would rather be super early, actually. I feel like I, especially with the kids back to back, I've been cutting it way too close with time and I don't ever feel good about that. But it's like I try my best and and it's just always like right on time or a little late. I don't like that. People are usually understanding, but I'd rather, I'd rather get it right. So yes, If I could, then I would rather be super early and just use the time to do something else while I wait. What is a fear that I have? Hmm, I don't have very many fears, like crippling fears. Uh, Well, I was in a minor car. I guess you can call it an accident. It wasn't major at all, but it was my fault. And it happened because I panicked. And so after that happened, I just never drove again. I mean, you know, I just never really drove again. And I never really had to because there was always another driver around. But um, yeah, I would say I am fearful of um, not being in full control if I were to drive again. Or I'm fearful that the same thing will happen and I'll panic and make a, a bad decision. But I'm going to have to suck it up and get with it next year because COVID will go away and I'll need to go places and the kids will need to go places and my job is now further away. So yeah, I think I'll have to sign up for like driver anxiety classes or something like that 
and start all over again. We'll see what happens. It's like I've had my license for such a long, long, long time, which is good for insurance. But um, yeah, I just never drove again. We'll see what happens. Has that ever happened to any of you? Let me know. And let me know how you like got out of that funk or that fear or whatever. Moving on. I think this is the final question. Yeah, let's let this be the final question. Um, would I rather do nothing on vacation or do lots of activities? Mm, I like activities, but I'm not an activities person. Sometimes that changes when you have kids, though. I would do a mix. For me, vacations are really about relaxation, food, and experiences. So I'm all for sightseeing, but I would definitely make sure that I pick the best restaurants around the sites, wherever we end up. Uh, that'll make me, like, good food makes everything better. I low-key love planning vacations in TripAdvisor and mapping everything out. And I also feel like vacation should be long enough for you to have like an activity day and then a rest day, then repeat. So you don't leave there feeling exhausted. When me and my husband first met, he used to call me the relaxation queen or the relaxation minister or something like that, because he just felt like he'd never met someone that could chill out as much as I like to just chill. Um, but that's just me. I just love to chill out and relax, and be mellow, period. <laughs> and I will never feel guilty about it. Um, I feel like I could just keep going on and on and on with these questions, but I'm going to wrap it up right here. Uh, that was fun, for me at least. I don't know if you learned anything that would be useful in your life, but I for sure had a good time, and I hope that you feel like, yeah, I know you, you know me a bit better. I don't know. It's hard to make connections talking into a mic and then looking for your response in the social media world but i feel good about this one uh yeah if you have random things that you'd like to know about me or not so random things then just ask me and i might answer i think that's it for now if you are not already following me then please follow the podcast on instagram and facebook at musings with chanel if you're on Apple Podcasts or on any other platform where you are able to leave a review, please leave one. Let me know if you're enjoying the content, if you have topic suggestions. Uh, but yeah, that's all for now. Take care. Be well. Lots of love. Until next time.